What is up, guys? How you doing? Good to be back. Hope you're having a fantastic mid-April. Hope that you've been enjoying the uh, the draft season shenanigans. Uh, you know, mock drafts and people talking about this, people talking about that. Um, of course, there's always people who want to talk about useless things and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, did you hear that Trey threw a football and it, it was a, it was a nice tight spiral, you know, one time, one time he was training with, uh, Mahomes and some other people and he threw a ball. He threw a ball blows my mind. Trey threw a ball and it was a pretty spiral and he threw it and they edited it in slow motion and then the internet exploded. So yeah, gotta love that. I think the big takeaway is, uh, Trey's throwing the football. Bam. There we go. We will see what happens come training camp, come preseason, all that kind of stuff. I'm not here to talk about quarterback controversy. You know me. I'm tired of that. It's boring. Especially when, again, I think I ranted about this last time. It's like you're not providing any useful, valuable information. You know, we don't know anything about Purdy for two more months when he checks in. Sam Darnold is doing whatever Sam Darnold does. And Trey Lance is doing off-season stuff, and it sounds like his ankle has been cleared enough that he can go train with QB coaches like he has done every off-season. Every off-season, Trey goes and works with QB coaches, and, you know, here we are. It's mid-April. It doesn't really matter. Um, But I wanted to come check in with you and just kind of give you an update on what I've been doing. I think the last podcast I put out was about two weeks ago. Um, I've been doing a lot and it's been draft stuff. So I think I mentioned last time that I've been trying to watch film, uh, take a look at some of these draft prospects, kind of wrap my head around who these guys are. I don't watch college football. So basically my draft season starts when the Niners, season ends. So when we lost in the NFC championship game, you know, in late January, that was when it like, that was when it was, well, damn it. <laughs> Time to start on the draft. Um, so I kind of, I walk into every draft kind of blind in a sense, you know, I might hear one or two things here and there on different podcasts, but I don't really watch college football. I don't really follow draft stuff during the season. That's the whole reason why I'm interested in draft is because of real football and how those players can potentially contribute. I could care less, you know, about college football, um, except for when it comes to the draft. So that's what I've been working on. Um, I, uh, I feel really excited and uh, honored that I got a chance to submit a whole bunch of draft write-ups and notes uh, over to John Chapman with the 49ers Rush podcast, um, and he included a lot of my notes in the uh, 49ers Rush uh, draft book. That's available on the 49er Rush Patreon, so if you're not a member, definitely check that out. He's got different level tiers, whether you want to be you know, a dollar a month, eight bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. Um, I think there's even like a free seven day trial right now. You can go in there, sign up, download everything. 
Um, there's like a there's the draft guide itself, which I think he said has about 294 player profile write-ups. So 294. Um, I think I submitted notes. I submitted about it was about 40 something pages of notes on about 90 different players uh, that I submitted. So basically, I submitted my notes. John's been doing all his notes. Uh, there was a couple other guys who contributed. Uh, I forget their names. It was there was another Brian and then another guy. Uh, so there was, you know, obviously John was the main guy, but you know we all contributed, and uh, I'm really excited that I was able to be a part of that. Um, the unfortunate thing, um, at least for me, just in terms of how I'm trying to go about this, is uh, that. You know, for realistic reasons, like John had to publish his draft guide, so it got published on Friday, which is awesome. It's available. You can go get it. You should. Uh, but I wasn't able to get all the players that I wanted to scouted, so I'm still working on that. Um, I've got now over 140 write-ups, uh, about 50 pages of notes on over 140 players. And I'm going to keep working on that uh, probably up until probably the week of the draft, if I was to guess. Uh, my girl's out of town this week. She's doing uh, some training stuff out of state. So I will have a little extra time in my non-working hours to work on it. So I'm going to keep working on it. And uh, I've been having an awesome time. It's it's really fun when you're looking and you're trying to figure out, you know, who is this guy? Um, what's he good at? What's he not good at? And just kind of trying to get a feel for like the level of talent and the fit, uh, just in terms of like scheme, what they can do, what can't they do? Um, so that's what I've been doing. That's why I haven't been doing a lot of podcasts. I haven't really felt like there's a lot to really bring out as far as like things to talk about um because there's again not really much news that happens after free agency you know free agency happens all the names get signed we get Javon Hargrave that's awesome you know we gain some guys we lose some guys uh but we've already talked about that and that's pretty much all over by you know March 20th or 25th or whatever so for the last two three weeks I've been really trying to do the draft stuff and that's what I'm working on. And it doesn't really make sense for me to come on here and podcast every three or five days. Um, I'd, I'd rather spend the time grinding the tape as they say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I kind of, uh, just wanted to check in, let you know how things are going. Um, I think what I'm probably going to end up doing is, uh, the draft is, my goodness, it's next week. Next Thursday is the draft. So what I'm probably going to do is do as much film as I can uh, this week. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's Sunday right now. I'm going to do some more today. Again, I work a normal day job. So Monday through Friday, I'll probably get in one to three hours of film a night. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, I'll probably be finishing up. And uh, I think what I'm going to do is... This weekend, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to try and go through and really just kind of finalize my grades, my thoughts, my opinions, 
uh, format everything so that it looks decent. Uh, when I submitted it to John, my bullet points were all like misaligned. So it was like, where does one player start on the other end? Cause it was like, one would be on one margin of the page. There'd be bullet points. And the next one it'd be aligned along that same bullet points and then misaligned. And it was all crooked and effed up. <laughs> uh, drove, uh, drove Mara crazy. She's like OCD. So she's like, I can't freaking read this. It's all, it's all misaligned. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'll be, uh, I think this weekend, once I finish with all of it, I've still got about 30 or 40 guys left. I want to take a look at, uh, the trickiest part is, uh, safeties and corners just cause finding all 22 is, uh, is a lot more difficult than offensive line and defensive line. I feel like is probably the easiest to scout because whenever you watch just any game, you can literally, uh, and I'm going to get into like the details here in a minute of how I've been scouting, um, just like resources and whatnot. But anyways, to summarize, I'm going to try and get another 30 to 50 more player profiles done this week, Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to format everything, finalize my thoughts and opinions, try and put them in order by position group. And, uh, then I think what I'm going to do is, uh, obviously John has his draft guide that has, again, like I have sent him 50, 40 pages of notes on 90 players. Um, but I think I'm going to provide, make like a companion uh, that can go along with that um, as just an additional draft resource because there was so many guys that I haven't been able to get to. I've probably, since I submitted the draft, my draft stuff to him last week, I submitted it last Sunday. So it's been like six, seven days. I've probably done another 30 or 40 player write-ups and I'm going to try and do another 30 to 50 more. So while I submitted 90 player profiles for him to include in his 290 something players in that draft guide, I want to kind of put together my own draft guide as like a, a support thing. Um, and I'm, I think I'm aiming at the uh, like 180 to 200 player profile write up range. And I'm trying to avoid anybody that's expected, expected to go in like the top 50, top 75. Since the Niners don't pick until 99, I'm pretty much just ignoring anybody who's expected to go in the first two rounds. Obviously, sometimes players drop for weird reasons, whether that be medical or, you know, their combine testing is just like terrible. And then like, you know, people get cold feet or whatever. Um, but ultimately, I'm, I'm trying to ignore anyone who's expected to go in the first two rounds. Basically for me, it's like third round and further. And, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm going to keep work on that. I'm gonna try and finalize it around like the 23rd or 24th. And then, uh, if you want it, you can DM me, uh, you can email me, you can DM me on Twitter. Uh, obviously Brian PNW 99, uh, you can shoot me an email if you want, just send me an actual email uh, brian.carter99 at yahoo. Uh, and I'd be happy to send it over to you. I'm going to, again, you know, currently about 140 write-ups, about 50 pages. It's probably going to be in the neighborhood of 70 pages or so, give or take with about 200 write-ups. Um, just kind of my thoughts, my opinions. That's ultimately all it is. But, uh, with that being said, I kind of wanted to just walk through how I'm doing this. So what I've been doing 
And I'll just kind of explain all the resources and my process and how I've been going about this. So the first thing is just trying to figure out what players are going to be potentially available. Um, ultimately, you never really know. I would say the biggest resources that I use just as far as seeing who's expected to be available and uh, where they're expected to be drafted is pretty much just like big boards. Um, there's different big boards out there, whether you're looking at uh, you know, Pro Football Focus, they've got their big board where they've got, um, oh geez, how many people do they have total listed on here? About like 400 prospects graded. What do we got? Yeah, 401. Uh, fun fact, uh, 401 is Gavin Bakley, kicker out of uh, UTEP. So there you go. Prospect number 401, according to PFF. But anyway, so they've got their 400 uh, you know, player big board. So for me, that would mean, hey, probably going to ignore anyone who is ranked higher than, you know, 60 or 70 because uh, they're probably not going to be there, you know. So uh, the next thing that you can use, there's other big boards out there, whether that's uh, Pro Football Network or the Draft Network. Uh, those are two really good guides, uh, websites that you can use just as a reference. Um, also just different types of mock draft machines. So different mock draft machines and some of them you can like mess with the settings and so forth. But you, you kind of start getting an idea about who's expected to be where. And uh, that for me is kind of like a starting point in terms of like who I'm actually going to look at. Um, if you're just like a draft person and you're interested in like every round, um my draft book is not going to be for you because I'm not going to really have anybody who's a first round prospect, probably a top 50. I'm probably only going to have a few that are top 75 prospects just because again, doesn't fit what I'm interested in this year. Doesn't make sense for me to spend time on something that is highly unlikely to happen. Um, so anyways, that's kind of like, that's kind of the kicking off point is, who we're going to start looking at. And, uh, you know, regardless of which resource you want to use, uh, again, big boards, whether that be PFF, Pro Football Network, uh, the Draft Network, uh, Mock Draftable, um, all those kind of places, they've got big boards. You can kind of see, like, where players are ranked just on the greater scale. And, again, there's about 260 draft picks every year give or take a couple, depending on, uh, you know, compensatory picks and so forth. Uh, obviously, Purdy was 262. I think this year's there's like 260. Uh, point being is there's about 260, and most places are going to have three to 400 guys ranked. So you can kind of see where guys are projected and expected to go, just based off the consensus. So that was kind of my initial starting off point. The next point that I started looking at was just uh, different position groups. And uh, just to make things easier, I'd be like, hey, you know, I think the Niners, the biggest needs this year, offensive tackle, defensive end. Those are probably one and two. Uh, after that, I would probably put tight end two. And then after that, I would probably start looking at things like corner depth, safety depth, um, 
you know, just like depth in general. Once you kind of hit like those points, to me, it's kind of, hey, best player available. We have a really good team. And it's really just a matter of who's going to be a good fit, who might actually make the team. Um, but I would kind of start sorting them into groups. So I would say, hey, who are the tight ends that may or may not be there at, you know, pick uh, pick 99 or so. So again, just using PFF as a uh, using PFF as a, a reference because it's simple and I've got it pulled up. Um, I sort by tight ends, and I'm pretty much skipping anyone in the top 50. So I'm not looking at Dalton Kincaid, uh, Michael Mayer, uh, Luke Musgrave. They're all expected to be gone in the first two rounds. Um, I did scout Sam Laporta, who's been rising a lot. Um, I think a month or two ago, he was looked at as potentially like a fourth rounder. Now he's looked at a second rounder. The tight end out of Iowa, really fun. I have a, a late second round grade on him. Darnell Washington is ranked 68th. Then you get into Tucker Craft at 79. Luke Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan at 96. Then you're getting into like Davis Allen and Zach Koontz around like the 140, 150 range. Uh, Josh Wiley, Payne Durham, they're both ranked around like 190. Uh, 190 would, you know, obviously you take... 32 times 6 equals about 190, because if you're 6 times 3 is 18, and so forth. Um, but anyways, so those are guys you're looking at potentially like 5th, 6th round tight ends. Well, we've got 3 picks in the 5th round, so cool. Let me start looking at, you know, I'll, I'll take a quick look at, you know, Laporta, Washington, and Kraft. Uh, even though they're expected to go, they might drop. They might drop. Um, you know, sometimes tight ends, they drop, sometimes they don't. It really just kind of depends. Tight end is kind of a funky position. But anyways, this is a really good tight end class. And I'm just using this as one simple example. So I go through the list and all right, so Laporta, probably not going to look at him, but I might. Darnell Washington, same thing. Kraft, maybe not. Uh, Schoonmaker, Davis Allen, Zach Koontz, Josh Wiley, Payne Durham, uh, those are all guys that are regularly available on multiple different mock draft machines uh, for us at our in our first few picks. You know, 99, 101, 102, fifth rounder. I'm regularly seeing seeing like Wiley, Durham. Um, you know, sometimes uh, even Davis Allen drops that low. I've seen Shoemaker drop into the late fifth. So those are typically the first guys I'll look at. And uh, then what I'll do is I'll just try and look at film. Um, different positions are easier to look at as far as film goes. Um, all 22 is the be-all and end-all. Um, it's difficult, though, to get all 22 film. Um, I found one really good reference this year, which is Dynasty Nerds. Uh, so DynastyNerds.com, uh, you can sign up there, and they actually have... Uh, a prospect film room and you can sort by uh, player you can sort by uh, draft class in terms of year you can sort by college you can sort by position now this is a fantasy uh, football uh, kind of focused thing so it's only offensive players however what you can do is say we'll go with Bryce Young well, click on Bryce Young. He's a quarterback, so there's probably going to be a lot of all 22. 
And oh my goodness, look at this. So they've got Bryce Young versus all 22. And you can look at all the players on that Alabama offense and all the players on the defense that they're playing against. And they've got listed on here Mississippi State all 22 from 2021, Georgia uh, from 21 all 22, uh, New Mexico State all 22 from uh, last year, Tennessee all 22, Texas A&M all 22, and LSU all 22, all from the 2021 season. And then this season, they've got all 22 on Utah State, Mississippi State, and Texas. So that right there, there is... uh, you, you can, there's a whole lot of players available on those teams that you can scout all 22. And I think it's only like five bucks a month to sign up for this. Um, so they're right there. They're, that's, and that's just one player. That's just Bryce Young. You know, if you just want to sort by quarterbacks, uh, quarterbacks and uh, typically you're going to have the most film. So like Dorian Thompson Robinson, the quarterback, he's got, let's see, one, two, three, four. He's got five all 22 games uh, against uh, four different teams. Uh, Will Levis has one, two, he's got two all 22 games, Florida and Georgia. So those are two teams that have a lot of uh, draftable players on defense. Uh, Jake Hayner has uh, Oregon 2021 season game, all 22 uh, C.J. Stroud has uh, one, two, three, four uh, games of all 22 at last in 2021. And then he's got two games in 2022 of all 22. So this is one reference that you can use for all 22. And the reason why I really like this is because you can, uh, again, using the different like mock draft machines, you can sort by like team and say, hey, cool, I found Bryce Young versus Georgia. Just for example, all 22. Sweet. You know what? I'm going to rewatch this game two or three times. And then because there's about six or eight players that I want to watch and I can look at one or two guys per game and just take notes on them. So that's just one example. All 22 is the be all end all. If you cannot find all 22... The next best thing is YouTube and you literally type in player versus or team offense versus or team defense versus. So say uh, Davis Allen, the tight end out of Clemson, you can type in Davis Allen versus and a lot of the times there'll be different people on YouTube who will put like cut ups together and it'll be like a four to six minute video of, hey, here's every snap that Davis Allen took in this game versus this other team. So it'll be like Davis Allen versus, then it'll see, let's say like Davis Allen versus, I don't know, whatever, Purdue defense. And then it'll have just like a four to six minute cut up. Here's every play. You can, you know, pick out Davis Allen. He's number 84. And you can watch every play that he played that game. And that's way better than watching highlights. I don't like watching highlights because all they do is show you the good thing. I forget who said it. It might have been Chapman. might have been somebody else. Um, but, uh, you know, the highlight video is like the dating profile that you write yourself. Uh, whereas All 22 and Game Film is like interviewing an ex. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Versus just uh, the best of the best trying to sell yourself. So yeah, you can type in player versus. 
or you can type in offense versus. So I could type in, um, say that there was, um, geez, let's uh, let's try a different position. Let's go to uh, the defensive line. I will say offensive and defensive line, probably the easiest to scout because you can literally just look at, uh, you know, let's go centers, guards, and tackles. Cool. So, um, who's got a bunch of them? Yeah. Um, anyways, let's say that you want to watch, um, again, let's, let's switch over to tackle. So offensive tackle, which tackles are going to be there at pick 99 when we're picking you hop over to uh, PFF. And uh, if you just sort by tackles, um, I'm pretty much going to skip uh, anything top 50 is going to be gone. So they've got Wanya Morris at 90, Blake Freeland, 98, Tyler Steen, 106, Jalen Duncan, 123, Nick Saldaveri, 128, uh, Carter Warren, 149. So at least a couple of those guys are probably going to be there when we're picking. So let's say I want to watch Wanya Morris out of Oklahoma. I would type in Oklahoma offense versus, and again, you're probably going to be able to, as long as it's a, a, a semi big college program, they're going to show you, Hey, here is a, it's typically about a 10 to 13 minute video. And it's just all the offensive snaps, just every single offensive snap, um, versus whatever team that they played that season, you know, say it was Oklahoma versus Texas. And you can be like, cool, Wanya Morris, he was the right tackle. Uh, he is, I think, number 70 uh, or 64, 68, something like that. Either way, you find Wanya Morris, he's the right tackle. I'm just going to watch him all game. And you're going to see 50 to 60, maybe 70 snaps. And that's game film. And, you know, it's, it's a 10, 10 or 12 minute video. And, you know, maybe you see something, maybe you don't. Um, but either way, you're able to watch like a full game. What did he do? Play in, play out every game. What are the tendencies? What's standing out, etc. Uh, so offensive line is great because, again, when you watch it on the TV, typically they stay zoomed in on offensive line, defensive line, and quarterback until the ball is thrown or the running back gets past the line. So you're able to see almost every single snap of offensive and defensive line play on these, uh, you know, just like team versus. So that's a huge resource whenever you're scouting uh, a player on the offensive line or the defensive line. Um, and again, offensive line, defensive line, uh, typically just type in, school offense versus or school defense versus. Um, and then you'll probably get, you know, it could be one video. It could be five. Um, but, you know, you're going to get some game film. Now, that becomes less effective with different positions. Um, typically, the players that are getting a decent amount of press, they'll have individual player cut up. So like I mentioned with uh, like Davis Allen or Payne Durham, or Josh Wiley. Uh, you can probably just type in Josh Wiley versus, and it'll have a full cut up of every play they play that game. 
Um, it gets a little bit more difficult just because of camera angles to look at like wide receivers. Wide receivers, they're not always in the broadcast camera, so you can't always see them. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. A lot of the times you can't really see what's happening until the ball is thrown or, and again, it depending on whether or not it gets to them. So that's another reason why all 22 is good. Um, with wide receivers, a lot of the times you can type in, uh, you know, wide receiver name versus sometimes there'll be cut ups. It just kind of depends. It's, it gets a little bit more difficult the further away from the ball you get, uh, just because of camera angles on the broadcast, uh, for cut ups. So that's when you really hope for, you know, either like a wide angle broadcast, you know, you cross your fingers for that. Um, or, uh, you know, you find some all 22, like I mentioned with, uh, the dynasty, uh, the draft prospect dynasty film room thing. Um, and again, that, uh, that website was uh, dynastynerds.com. And again, I think it was like five bucks a month and there's a ton of all 22 on there. Good resource. If you're scouting, um, on defense is, uh, again, the further away that you get from the ball, the more difficult. Uh, so things like corners and safeties, Honestly, I, I still have about 20 corners and safeties that I'm still trying to scout just because it's difficult to see what they're doing play in, play out on the broadcast film. Again, if you're lucky, you can type in, you know, that player's team defense versus. So say that you want to watch uh, DJ Turner, the corner out of Michigan. You can type in Michigan defense versus and, you know, you find DJ Turner and, you know, maybe he's in screen, maybe he's not. And you're kind of just hoping that you can see something. I don't think TJ Turner is going to drop all the way, but you never know. He's uh, he's ranked on their board as a uh, pick 67. So that'd be like a late second, early third. Corners typically go higher, so he might be drafted in the second round. But anyway, so you type Michigan defense versus, and then you just kind of cross your fingers that you can be like, hey, I recognize him. And then you try and watch him for as many plays as you can. Um, sometimes when you can't find a specific player cut up and you have to watch like a whole team caught up. Uh, one of the things that I would highly recommend doing is at the beginning of that game film. So in the first couple snaps, try and identify who it is that you're watching. And a lot of the times, these broadcast angles, it's nearly impossible to see a player's number. So typically what I'll look for, if I can't easily see the player's number, especially if they're moving around, uh, like again, a wide receiver, they might be on the right side or the left or in the slot, or they might be in a stack formation or something, or they're motioning a guy. Because the wide receivers are moving around everywhere, and you might not be able to see their number, you got to look for other visual cues to be able to tell who they are. You know, do they have leg sleeves on? Or, you know, do they have leggings on? What color? Do they have arm sleeves on? What color? Do they have, uh, like, arm sweatbands? Uh, do they have, um, you know, what color of cleats are they wearing? What color of socks are they wearing? Are they high socks? Are they wearing low socks? Um, what color of skin are they? Sometimes it's just like, Hey, that guy is really black. That guy is really white. And the only way you can kind of tell is like, Hey, that defensive lineman has white arms 
and uh, that like uh, KT tape along an elbow. So that's how I found him. I remember watching Jacob Slade, uh, the defensive tackle out of Michigan State. Really like him, by the way. And uh, couldn't see his number on like three quarters of the snaps. But hey, and again, like he's a defensive tackle. They all kind of look pretty similar. But hey, he was the guy who had white arms and like KT tape along his elbow. So maybe you're looking at, you know, skin color. Maybe you're looking at sleeves. Maybe it's wristbands. Uh, maybe it's leggings. Uh, maybe it's cleats. You know, what color cleats? Uh, maybe it's glove color. Um, just last night, I was trying to watch some Cincinnati. I was watching, uh, obviously, Josh Wiley. And then I wanted to look at Trey Tucker, Tyler Scott, the two uh, little speedster receivers that they have. And uh, sometimes, I mean, very similar build. You know, they're 5'8", 5'9", 5'10", 180 pounds a piece, roughly. And it was cool. Hey, you know, they're they're both wearing black cleats with black uh, leggings on and uh, no sleeves. But hey, one of them has black gloves and the other has red gloves. And that's the only way I could tell the difference on the tape. But that was how I was doing it. So you got to try and find some visual cues. Um, again, if you can't see the number, uh, cleats, socks, leggings, arm sleeves, gloves, uh, you know, sweatbands on like the arms or wristbands, those are kind of the things you're looking for. Or hair. Uh, you know, sometimes guys have like dreadlocks or hair coming out the back and that can kind of stand out. Uh, Tyler Lacey was a guy, a defensive uh, lineman out of Oklahoma State and uh Reminded me of Cam Jordan a little bit. Kind of, you know, defensive end slash defensive tackle. Kind of had that build, but dude also had like, you know, a, a thick a, a thick thing of dreads uh, hanging out. So it was kind of easy to spot him, even though I couldn't see his number, you know, two thirds of the time. So those are the kind of visual cues that you're looking for. So you can actually scout the player that you're trying to scout. Um, so again, typically I'm going to sort by position figure out who I want to look at. Hey, you know, I'm looking at guys that are potentially like third round, fourth round picks that might be a fit at this position. I'll pick out, you know, three to five guys that with that list. Um, and then, you know, find out their schools. I'll try and find either a cut up of them specifically name versus or their school, you know, school offense versus school defense versus, and then I'm just trying to be like, hey, who specifically is this guy? Find his number. If his number's not easy to see, uh, you know, again, you're looking at sleeves, leggings, cleats, gloves, any visual cue that separates them from the other players. So that's typically how I'm how I'm starting. Um, and I'll write this down too in my notes. I'll say like, uh, it'll be like when I'm taking notes. I'll write, I'll do name, school number, and then I'll do height, weight. So name, school, their jersey number, height, and weight. And that's typically like the first line. And then I start doing my bullet points of when I'm watching. Now, when I am watching, um, I'm not perfect and time is money. In this case, I'm not making money. Really, this is a passion project. Um, but, you know, I only have so much time. I've got my weekends. I've got some evenings after work. Um, so I want to make this as time as much as possible where it makes sense time wise. Also, there's a limited amount of film that you can get. So I tried to watch at least two games of film on every prospect. 
Um, it's not always possible. Um, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Again, offensive line, defensive line, running backs, tight ends. Those are usually pretty easy to scout. Because again, like broadcast view, big name college programs, there's a lot of cut-ups on YouTube. So I tried to watch two to three games of a player and just take notes on uh, what I was seeing um, for every prospect. Uh, obviously, again, it's not perfect. Some of them I only got one game, some I watched more. But I tried to do two to three games uh, for pretty much everyone. I feel like two games was a minimum, and usually by three I could kind of get an idea about what the player was. And what was I looking for? Um, what I was looking for depended on position. And uh, if you haven't gone back and listened to the podcast that I published uh, a month or so ago, I published a podcast which is basically just talking about, hey, what do I look for in a prospect? You know, what am I looking for? Uh, I think it called it my like scouting process uh, outline by position. Um, but I went through everything, you know, hey, what are the resources that I'm using? What are the grades that I'm giving people? But I would talk about, hey, what do I look for in a receiver? You know, I look at, you know, I'll look at just like, first thing is obviously the physical. Is he skinny? Is he thick? Is he tall? Is he short? Is he medium? Does he look like an NFL wide receiver? You know, what does he look like? Just like physical, the body. What's his build like, his frame? You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I would go through all the different things. So again, real quick, just just for wide receivers, um, you know, I would look at their releases. So how is their release off the line? Are they able to beat press? Are they going up against press? Are they able to get off press? How's their acceleration? Are they able to stack defenders, get by them, you know, get on top of them? Are they winning on short routes? Are they winning on deep routes? Um, what do their feet look like? Do they have fast feet? Do they have slow feet? Um, how good are they at being able to plant and change directions? Um, how are their hands? You know, does the, are they always catching it on their body or are they extending their hands out and like attacking the ball? Um, what's their focus at the catch point? How is their ball tracking downfield? Are they adjusting well? Um, are they getting open? Um, you know, are they creating yards after catch? Are they, you know, how is how is their hand fighting against uh, the guys? Body control, change of direction, agility, strength, acceleration, uh, top speed. What are they good at? What are they bad at? And hopefully you're able to watch, you know, 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 or 100 snaps, 100 plays. Um, of a guy and then you can kind of start to see those things and then as you start watching guys you can start comparing them to the other draft prospects um, hey you know this guy he had really really fast feet I really liked how quickly he was this but I didn't like this and uh, I like this other player in terms of these traits uh, but he also wasn't as good as this things and like you know how it what is he good at and how does that fit scheme-wise? Is he a scheme-specific player where he's good at like one or two things and you're going to have to only use him for those things? Or is he good at a lot of different things where he'll fit in a lot of different schemes? And that can affect the draft position, you know? 
Um, you know, maybe he's a slot only. Well, that's kind of going to limit you because even though playing slot wide receiver, it's a, uh, it's a valuable position. And most of the NFL being a pass, uh, a pass focused league is going to have three wide receivers on the field. And one of them is going to be a slot. You're still limited because if you can't play outside and you can only play an 11 personnel, that's going to drop you down draft boards a little bit. Um, but you know, you're, you're trying to see every position is different, but you're trying to watch 50 to a hundred snaps of a guy and kind of start to form an opinion based off the notes. And sometimes you'll see things consistently and sometimes you'll see things inconsistently. And, uh, those are things that you want to know. So maybe you'll notice that somebody has a receiver has a lot of drops. Um, this is one thing that was driving me crazy about Tyler Scott last night. I watched, uh, like three Cincinnati games and I swear he had like six dropped passes. And I was like, dude, what the, I, I, it felt like he was having more drops than catches and it just drove me nuts. I was like, dude, like you're tiny, like you're five, nine under 180 pounds. So you're already losing in that sense because that's the, there's going to be a limited role for you. You've got great acceleration with some solid top end speed. I mean, he's a sub four five guy, but he's not like a four three speed. But he's dropping the ball all the time. So like, what's his role? Are you, are you a slot? I, I don't know if you're a slot. I mean, you're a twitchy athlete and, but like you're not winning in contested catches. You're not winning when you're, you're not winning at the catch point and you're just having concentration drops downfield. So like what, where's the fit? What's the value? Um, cause if teams don't think you're going to catch the ball, they're not going to respect your deep speed. Even if you do have deep speed, maybe you're literally just going to be a clear out guy out of the slot or a gadget player. Um, but I didn't think he broke a lot of tackles either. I mean, he's fast and if he catches it in stride, but with all the drops and everything, I was like, Hey, I can't really give this guy better than like, you know, a late fourth, early round fifth grade at the best, but I don't think he'd be a good fit. Now, I'm sure some team sees him and maybe they see something a little bit differently. You know, I only watched three games. I didn't have the all 22. Um, so I probably watched, you know, 60 or 70 snaps between those three games. Um, but that was kind of what I saw. Um, and, you know, I was just taking everything down. You know, I was talking about releases and, hey, I really like how how twitchy he is off the line. His acceleration is top end. I like how he uses his hand to like keep from getting jammed at the line. He looked good getting off press, great acceleration, um, but just concentration drops downfield and just inconsistent hands. Um, and it just made me wonder like, Hey, what's the role for this guy? I don't necessarily know if he's a fit. Um, and that's okay. You know, not every guy is a fit. Um, just because there's 250, 250 draft picks in a draft doesn't mean that a team is going to have 250 draftable players. I think the Niners mentioned that uh, 
I think somebody said that uh, the Niners said they only had like 150 draftable prospects in last year's draft. You know, so there's 400 or so players that are declaring for the draft and there's 250, 260-ish picks. Um, And, you know, maybe out of those 400, there's only 100 of them or 150 where they're like, hey, we would draft this guy, you know, for whatever reason that is, whether that be... Uh, you know, he's not a scheme fit. There's a character issue. Um, you know, he's just, they don't, they just don't like something on his film. Not everybody's going to be a fit. Um, but what you're doing is you're watching these games and you're watching these snaps and you're trying to figure out who this player is, what he's good at, what he's not good at, how he wins, how he loses, strengths, weaknesses, uh, how, how he will be used, scheme fit. Uh, role, uh, likeliness of making the team, what kind of impact he's going to have. And you're trying to weigh all those things to fig and figure, Hey, you know, does this person make sense to add to the team? Why? And when, and you start kind of fitting that together. And, uh, eventually you start kind of starting to see things and you start seeing a pattern and a rhythm um, just in terms of, you know, what, what some guys are doing versus others and, uh, which ones are going to be a good fit or not. But anyways, I hope, I hope that makes sense. I, I think I've been going a lot longer than I thought I would, but I kind of just wanted to update you guys, tell you what I was doing. Um, just so you know that I haven't disappeared into the, into the nothing. <laughs> uh, shout out to never ending story, the nothing. Um, anyways though, so it's, it's been a lot of fun and you know, I've, I think I've found some guys where I'm a lot higher on them than other people. There's also guys where I'm a lot lower on them than other people, uh, whether that be just for a personal preference reason, for a scheme reason, uh, for one reason or another, um, I'm going to have my draft grades. This is kind of the process that I'm going through, um, I'm not an expert. I don't claim to be. This is my third year actually legitimately looking at the draftable prospects and taking notes. This is my third year actually doing it. And this is the most in depth. Um, I think last year I had like 10 or 12 pages on draft prospects. Uh, Right now I've got like, oh geez, what is it? Let me look at this. Uh, 51 pages um, of notes in size 12 font. So it's not even like huge font, but I've got 51 pages of notes, about 140 prospects. And I'm going to keep working on it. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been working on. I'm going to be focusing on that this week. Um, and then probably next week uh, around Sunday or Monday before the draft, I will be getting it all formatted and put together for quote unquote publishing. And again, if you want a copy, DM me on Twitter, uh, send me an email. I'd be happy to send it off, you know, free of charge. Um, It's literally just, again, my notes. And I kind of told you my process. I'm just, I'm watching a couple of games and I'm trying to put together a thought process um, and an opinion on a guy. And again, I haven't been watching these guys for years. I've literally started watching these guys two, three months ago. And here we are. 
<laughs> 15,000 words and 50 pages later. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're enjoying all this, all the mock drafts. Um, again, shout out to all the references that I use. Um, I did forget to mention actually one other reference that I would highly recommend. Um, Senior Bull uh, practice tape. Uh, the Senior Bowl is not everything, but there is one thing that I really like about the Senior Bowl, and I've mentioned this before, and that it's there's a certain level of competition at the Senior Bowl, which is draftable seniors. And uh, the fact that it is other draftable players going up against draftable players uh, does give a lot of credence and credibility just in terms of level of competition who stands out, who doesn't, who does well, who struggles. Uh, Couch Potato GM, the YouTube channel, has some great cut-ups. Um, also, uh, Scott Kennedy, uh, YouTube channel. They both had uh, a lot of uh, film cut-ups of just like the Senior Bowl. And again, Senior Bowl is not everything. Not everybody's on there, but I think there is like... 60 or so like players that go to the senior bowl. Um, maybe more as 60 or 80 players or whatever. They go to the senior bowl that are draft eligible and you can get some good, some good notes on them. You can take some notes and you can watch them and you can see how they play against other players who are likely going to play in the NFL. Again, I'm not saying that they're all going to be drafted. I'm not saying they're all going to play in the NFL or be successful. But there's a certain level there, which is players that will likely be on an NFL roster at some point in the next year. And uh, that level of competition, who stands out, who doesn't, and how well they play, I think is a valuable resource. So um, definitely check out that resource as well. Again, it's a supplemental resource. Game film is the number one thing, but you know, maybe the senior bowl pushes a guy up a little bit or down a little bit, you know, versus a different prospect in the same position. Um, but yeah, just a, a little nugget there for you. Anyways, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, appreciate all of you, uh, like comment, subscribe, uh, share five star rating review, all that good stuff. You, all the things that all the other podcast people know. You know how it goes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies. I love y'all. I'll catch you next time. And as always, go Niners. <laughs>